Welcome to the Trope Room. I'm Willow. I'm Stevie. And I'm Indy. This is the podcast where we explore the romance book tropes we love and love to hate. For this first episode, we wanted you all to get to know us a little better as hosts and readers and explain what you can expect from our podcast. together yes (laughs) yeah so we're three co-workers right so uh really started out of us coming into work every day and talking Mm -hmm. about the smutty romance books that we were reading and in order to keep some professionalism Mm -hmm. we wanted to keep our our identities protected and so we as much as possible yeah Yeah. (laughs) as much as possible while still giving us the space to kind of talk about Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially as like a form of escapism in a way. I think yeah. we all, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, it's, but <laughs> I think through our conversations, we all really enjoy just being able to like unwind from a tough day at work or something by reading these books and just like being able to turn your brain off and like yeah. not think too much or distract from whatever is going on or whatever. And, and then I think, simultaneously as we started to talk about these more for me at least I felt like that then was another form of like being able to just kind of like take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and relax a little Mm -hmm. bit or just turn my brain off for a little bit because sometimes it can feel like go 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 all the time Mm -hmm. but definitely like reading as escapism being pulled out Mm -hmm. of the reality of it I think we Mm -hmm. all like to read books that are not what we are experiencing in our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <for sure>. Why <laughs> did you choose Willow? Because I forget what book that is from. Okay, that's from a book called Yearning for You. Okay. <laughs> it could be called Yearn- Yearning for Her. <laughs> I have a hard time. Okay, it is yearning for her. I feel like I have a hard time connecting or relating to characters that I'm reading about. And I feel like when I was reading, I was like, oh, okay, I could see myself a little bit in her. And so that's why I picked it. Plus she has purple hair, wasn't like a thin main character or whatever. So that's why I picked her. I would not say I relate to her 100%, but I did enjoy the book too. So that's why I chose it. Plus, I read a lot of MM romance, and I... Hard, hard to pick character. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really want to pick a guy's name. <laughs> yeah, I'm Stevie, and I picked that because of Mile High. Now, though, I have read multiple books where characters are named Stevie, so it's a little confusing for my brain again. I guess really? I'm just going to be confused perpetually. <laughs> uh, no, I, I picked Stevie Shea, like Stevie from Mile High. Mm-hmm. So unlike you, Willow, I feel like I can relate to characters pretty easily when I read books or I find myself like being able to insert myself in the story, mm-hmm. like as if I am participating in the story. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been that way since I was little reading books almost like a virtual reality experience. Like Mm -hmm. you're some like third party character that's just witnessing everything, but like part of it. So 
I feel like that's where my brain goes. So when I do read characters that I feel like have some maybe slight similarities to me or that I like feel like are kind of a reflection of myself, I then get really like attached to those characters or mm-hmm. um, have a lot of sentimentality towards them. So I picked Stevie because I felt like that was a character whose mindset I could kind of relate to. She was really like kind of sassy in a way that I think I am internally <laughs> in my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of my internal dialogue is like the same as hers. I think there was a lot that I could relate to in terms of her like body image stuff. And mm-hmm. I just liked seeing that in a book. I felt mm-hmm. like that was also the first book I read in this genre where the character wasn't like just a skinny like stick blonde figure. stick mm-hmm. figure with like the quote perfect body or whatever mm-hmm. so I think like being able to read her vulnerabilities as well like really kind of connected me to her and yeah I think so I think it just really like stood out for me and Mile High is like a book that I did really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as well yeah. so I think yeah Stevie's really like sassy and fun yeah mm-hmm. and I think it's similar right so Checks the name Indy mm-hmm. similarly of like really relating to that internal dialogue of that of like maybe outwardly people don't mm-hmm. see that or I don't know I'm not that way often mm-hmm. but I really relate to that internal dialogue of kind of the conversations she had with herself and yeah just I think like some of the ways that she showed up or thought about or things she was struggling with or goals she had or oriented uh, I could relate to that which is similarly yeah mm-hmm. same. Same thing, copy paste, we're the same person. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I literally chose two characters from the same series. For the same reasons. For like the same reasons. Yeah. Right? Because Indy is from the right move, which yeah. is the second in the Windy City. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Is there more coming out? In yeah, there's yeah, a I third one it's... coming out in October, oh. I think. Yeah. That sounds right. I have it on my read list to be read. It's it's a baseball player, I think. Yes. Right. So okay. A teammate of Ryan's. No, because it's okay, baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baseball. It's the guy who has like the little kid, and then he's always firing the nannies. <gasps> yeah, it's gonna oh, be with his okay, nanny. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in uh, on this whole series. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty excited yeah. for that one. Me too. I really like the nanny trope, but mm-hmm. mine's a. The book that I chose was a monster romance, of mm. course. So I feel like that was pr- that's pretty on par. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Want to get into like the questions and kind mm-hmm. of talk about who we are as readers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So I started reading romance, I think last March. So it's been a little over a year, maybe a year and a half. The first romance book that I read, though, I read at the very start of the pandemic. So like two or three years ago. And I I read it for like, to be ironic and whatever. And then I actually really loved it. But I was like making fun of myself as I was reading it, reading as a joke. And then I was like, oh, I kind of liked that. And then I was like, no way am I going to be like a romance reader. That's so embarrassing. So then I put it down. I read all of my nonfiction, all of my memoirs, because that was like who I was for a few years. I read a lot, but I read a lot of memoirs. And then a year and a half ago, I think I read Red, White, and Royal Blue, I think was the first romance book that got me like back into romance. And I read it and I was like, oh my God, I actually loved that so much. And that's what really got me into like this whole thing of like, <laughs> it's just like a downward spiral from there. 
And um, yeah, I've basically read, I would say, like every subgenre trope in romance since then. Stevie, okay. you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So, okay, how long have I been reading romance and how did I get into it? Mm. I've had like a push-pull, love-hate relationship um, with romance for a while now. I realized when I was thinking about this, basically a decade. I started reading in like this genre, I guess I would say, I mean, don't laugh too hard, but I started because of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Um, when I was in college. So I want to say that was like 2013, 2014. Mm. I distinctly remember reading it on my Kindle, like in this cafe by campus one time. <laughs> bold choice. <laughs> yeah, very bold. Yeah, I love Kindle's ability to let us yeah. Yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think I just was so, because it had so much hype. It had been yeah. out for like a little bit, um, the first book at least. So it had so much hype that I was like, all right, I guess... I should read this and figure out what all the hype is about. And at the time, like, I had nothing to compare it to in terms of romance novels. So I definitely, I think I enjoyed it at the time, though now in retrospect, I'm like, eh, not my favorite. <laughs> but at the time, I did really enjoy it. But I didn't actually read a romance book after that series again until, like, after graduate school, like 2017. So I took a big off period after reading that series I read all three books, saw the movies, and then, like, took a break, basically. And I think I read, like, two teacher, like, professor-student <laughs> books, one of which I DNF'd because it was just so bad. Um, That's a bold, like, jumping I know. I, it was, like, something that came up advertised on my Kindle, and then I was just like, sure, I'll read it. Like, I'm kind of bored of these, like historical nonfiction like books that I was reading or whatever so probably like 2017 2018 like read those DNF'd that so I think that then turned me off to it again mm -hmm. and I didn't read another romance book until Bridgerton came out mm -hmm. which the first season came out in 2020 of December of 2020 yeah so I made a decision after watching the first season to read the series I had also just switched jobs to working from home full time. Mm. So I had some more like time on my hands. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I read through that whole series faster than I should probably admit. But then I realized that I actually like rereading. So I reread the Bridgerton series an embarrassingly high amount of times. <laughs> and then when I met you guys and we started talking about all these different things, it kind of encouraged me to go out of maybe my comfort zone, stop rereading a book I've read a thousand times and try something new. And so really for the past like seven months or so, I've been now reading books like outside of that series and... Yeah, we pushed your I, Yeah, you guys level. have definitely <laughs> pushed my comfort level a little. But I can say I'm Indy mad probably about it. more than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad about it, though. Um, I have, yeah, definitely learned some things about myself of, like, what I like, what I don't like. Yeah, some things that are not so surprising, some things yeah. that are surprising. But, yeah, that's kind of... Mm -hmm. My my romance book story. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, it's funny because I was always a reader like through 
school mm-hmm. um, and would always have like multiple books going at a time and then like a classic story and like you end up reading so much for school that you stop reading for fun which is yeah. exactly what happened mm-hmm. to me uh, and then it was a year ago last summer I remember like one of my friends and I I was like I just want a day off from work where I could like sit by a body of water and read a book mm-hmm. and like that's the day I want to have and so we took the day off and like went to Target and got snacks and like I'm just going to pick a random book up bought a book thinking it was going to be a spicier smutty romance novel it was not uh <laughs> that was The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins mm. which was still an incredible book and so good uh but it wasn't the like smutty beach read romance that I wanted yeah. uh and then that very quickly devolved into me buying a kindle and immediately starting to just read exclusively smutty romance so I think my first <laughs> romance was uh Highland Flick mm. by Megan Quinn mm-hmm. um, and I was like this is exactly what I need and really it started with like the fluffier rom-com and mm-hmm. then very quickly went dark and murder uh, <laughs> which is to nobody's surprise so for sure and so maybe kind of question two I can start off of you know what type of reader are we I am very very much a mood reader I don't ever keep a TBR I'm like I guess maybe have like a loose eventually maybe I'll go and read this book loose ideas but not any sort of structure or like formal list it's more so like I'm gonna flag that to maybe come back to when I'm in the mood for it uh and it tends to be a flip-flop between I want something really dark and like murdery and twisted mm-hmm. or I want complete fluff yeah, yeah. and like nothing in between Uh, (laughs) those are my extremes Uh, and it kind of varies depending on or I guess like how long I stay in each phase changes Mm -hmm. but usually it'll be like every few books I need a palette cleanser of a fluff Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go Lynn? yeah yeah I can go um what type of oh, I'm the type of reader <laughs> on my goodreads I have about seven or eight hundred books on my like want to read list um and I probably have you know Kindle Unlimited doesn't even tell you how many books you have in a list it says 99 plus so I'm really not even sure but they're different too the ones on my goodreads are different than the ones on my Kindle Unlimited list But I'm such a mood reader that honestly, I'll go on to like, I'm a part of a couple of Facebook um, book book groups and people will be asking for like very specific types of books. And I'll be like, yes, I want that too. And then I'll go and end up reading some book that's not even on any of my lists. So this list is never ending. So I don't really have like a TBR per se. I'm definitely a mood reader. I go from like, I really love high angst, like MM romance or a monster romance. Those are like my go-tos. I don't love like fluff, lighthearted, rom-commy books, but every once in a while, if there's like something in there where I'm like, oh, actually I kind of like like that, like an age gap or, okay, that's the only thing <laughs> you tell what I like. <laughs> But if, like, there's a trope within that where I'm like, okay, that's intriguing or, like, a quote or something I see and I'm like, oh, that that looks good. It, it hooks me. Then I'll read that type of book. Mm-hmm. But I definitely love, like, high angst and sort of, like, heavy books like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a rereader as well. 
but only when I'm in the mood and I try to limit my rereading because I try to get, because I have 800 books on my TBR. <laughs> so I try to re limit my reread, but I do love a good reread. Absolutely not. No. I don't yeah. think I, I used to be, like when I, before I started reading romance, would like reread like the comfort books. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah. I am a big rereader, obviously. <laughs> I do it less since we started like talking about the different books more and I've been trying to mm -hmm. basically play catch up with you two. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely, I love a good comfort read. Mm -hmm. I like knowing what's going to happen. It helps me fall asleep easier. I usually read before bed. So like if I already have read it and know what's going to happen, I kind of can relax more, I guess, mm -hmm. while I'm reading it. I'm also, this is another thing in D2 that I feel like you and I are different on, is that I am a one book at a time mm -hmm. reader. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot handle trying to read, like, three different books at mm -hmm. once, or, mm -hmm. like, starting one and then jumping to another or yeah. something like that. And, and like, dropping a series and taking another yeah. series up and going yeah. back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. I also, like, in thinking of TBRs and all that kind of stuff, like, I definitely have a list of books that I am waiting to come out or mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that. I'm very, my brain doesn't like not finishing like a series if I mm. start it. So even if it's just interconnected standalones, mm -hmm. if it's a series and I've started it, I have a very hard time DNFing the series unless mm -hmm. there's like something about it that I just really didn't like or I read one book from the series and I was kind of like, meh, not worth it. Mm -hmm. But if I really like start to get into a series, I really like yeah. to finish it if I can, mm -hmm. even if it's not my favorite thing in the world. I definitely am like a little bit of a mood reader, but not so much as, as the both of you, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. um, but that also might be, you know, I, I, I love a sports romance, as we know, this is like, not that surprising to me that I ended up <laughs> loving that genre. I like all the different, like, tropes that you can have then within mm -hmm. that genre. Mm -hmm. I generally am a person that likes sports anyway, so, like, tying that into this kind of a thing makes sense for me. So, like, I don't mind, like, dark romance. I'll try to read eventually, like, a monster mm -hmm. romance, all of that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> but um, I just, I definitely... Like, I'm pretty much always going to be in the mood for a sports romance. <laughs> like, I'll never not be in the mood for it. So, and then I feel like within that, you can range from, like, light and fluffy rom-com-esque to, like, a little bit darker. Yeah. Maybe not as dark as, like, murdery, dark, dark romance <laughs> stuff. But, you know, I, I like that you can have the variety within that. Mm -hmm. But I am trying to venture out of my comfort zone too <laughs> well um, we're gonna push you out of your yes, comfort yeah, zone oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we all read on our kindles right i yeah mm -hmm. have not read a physical book in a year but yeah i don't remember well you sometimes will read some physical books yes because i actually was talking to my sister about this this morning is that People say that they're two different hobbies, buying books and reading books. And I completely agree. Mm. And then I think there's like, maybe I wouldn't call it a hobby, but there's like a third part of this of like, I love like displaying my books, looking at my books, yeah. just like gazing at them. Like, okay, that's so pathetic. <laughs> you know what? It brings me so much joy. And I think that, so I love this. So I do go out and buy a lot of books. So I own a lot of books. And then I will never touch the books because I 
much prefer to read on my Kindle. Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah. So I did make uh, like a bit of a goal to read a physical book a month in the year 2023. How about it for you? Um, okay, so <laughs> we're in July, um, month seven. I think I've probably read maybe four physical books this year. I am currently reading a physical book that I did just buy Ooh. last weekend. And I'm really liking it. But then I was reading a hockey romance on my Kindle, of course. And then I just kind of stopped reading. But I will go back after today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's going not as well as I'd hoped. It surprised <laughs> me since you're such a minimalist that you would want... And some people hate knickknacks. But yeah. this like magnificent bookshelf of things yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting I don't think about it too much but um yeah I really hate having things around but books are like the mm-hmm. one thing that like give me life and I yeah. need them around me so but I I think that I use them as my decorations mm-hmm. so I guess I need to have something around my apartment and in my room in order for it to feel like a human being lives there so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I would love to have like the Beast's library from Oh my Beast. god. That would be my ideal like yes. home edition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could. I love also keeping physical copies of books. And it does yeah. feel like a different hobby than reading itself. Yeah. Because I rarely ever read since having my Kindle, I rarely yeah. ever read like an actual mm-hmm. paperback or yeah. you know things yeah. like that. So relate yeah I'm convinced that I read faster on a kindle and like I just concentrate better when Mm -hmm. I have my kindle which I know is not the same for a lot of people but yeah I just I really love the the percent through of like the instant (laughs) gratification I'm such an instant gratification person so being able to see like how many minutes left in Mm-hmm. the chapter or mm-hmm. the book although then it becomes like the GPS game of like can yeah. I read this faster but <laughs> I, I, I never play that game <laughs> me neither no, 100% I'm like oh it says four minutes left I wonder if it actually will take me four minutes to finish this uh, but no I love like, being able to be like okay I'm 86% of the way through instead yeah. of just like reading a book it just yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are your what are your red flags or toxic traits as a reader, Stevie? Ooh, I um, I know we have talked about this a little bit, but I really like knowing what's going to happen. So my toxic trait is that I, especially when I was reading like physical books pre Kindle days, would skip to the end to try to figure out what happened or. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I do mostly read on my Kindle, I will scour the depths of the internet for spoilers to try to figure out what happens. Um, even though, like, I guess reading romance books, it's, like, a little more predictable, (laughs) relatively. (laughs) So, uh, I have that urge less and less the more that I read those, but Mm -hmm. I do generally just get really anxious if I don't know how something is going to end up or how... Um, they're going to get together or whatever it is. And I think for me, it doesn't spoil that because A, it then calms that anxiety so I can actually enjoy being in the book more. Mm -hmm. And B, just because I know what happens doesn't mean I know how it happens. Mm -hmm. So I would much rather know what happens and then like spend my time getting, going through the journey, getting there. And Mm -hmm. 
for me, that's where the enjoyment comes from is like figure is the dynamics and how they get from A to B mm-hmm. um, versus just knowing what B is. Yeah. Um, but that definitely is like my my toxic <laughs> trait for sure. <laughs> what about you, Willow? Um, I think I have a few, but I don't, I, you know, before today, I actually wouldn't consider it a toxic trait or like a red flag, but I like, I would prefer not to look at even the description of a book or know anything about it. I, now I rarely read like content warnings. I don't mind if I have spoilers and I'll still read the book and I'll like really enjoy it. But I love, like, not knowing what's going to happen. Like, I just, yeah, I just love being surprised. And so, yeah, I won't know the characters' names going in. I won't even know where this is taking place. Like, anything about the plot of the book. But I will just, like, yeah, either someone will recommend it, like, and have no contacts attached. Or I'll just see the cover or whatever. Um, Or look at, like, the ratings and I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll read that. Um, I also have this bad habit or I wouldn't even consider it a bad habit, but, <laughs> but I will stop reading a book in like the middle of a sentence, which I know a lot of people don't like, I don't have to wait till the end of the chapter. I don't even have to wait until the end of a paragraph or a sentence. Mm-hmm. I will literally stop reading whenever in a book. I'm also the type of person to like start a book, get like halfway through, decide I'm not feeling it put it down and convince myself that I will pick it back up. And so I won't like quote unquote DNF it because I'll mm-hmm. continuously tell people that I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish it. Uh-huh. And then this goes on for months and months and months and I'll never <laughs> pick it back up, but I will not let go of the fact that I, <laughs> I keep saying I will finish it. And then I, mm-hmm. I never do. So I'm trying to let go of that, but I have about 10 books right now where like, I'm convinced I'm going to go back and finish them. Are those taking up spaces on your Kindle? Because that's for me. I've done it a few times. Where I'm like, I think like I could enjoy this book, but mm-hmm. it's just like the wrong time for me to read this. Yeah. So I'm going to like set it down and I'll come back to it. And, yeah. But then, and then I like never do. And mm-hmm. then it becomes like, but that's taking up a slot in my Kindle library. And yeah. I can't give that up. That's like precious cargo. Yeah. Okay. So they were all taking up a lot of space on my like Kindle Unlimited um, like rack, whatever. Um, I did get rid of a few where I was like, okay, I'm definitely not going to finish that anytime mm-hmm. soon, I will say. So I'll get rid of them because when you re-download, they'll go back yeah. to where you left off. So I kind of, yeah, let go of that. There are a couple that I have just never like undownloaded like does it hurt I am convinced I'm gonna finish that I actually was on the plane a couple of weeks ago and I read like 14% so now I'm like 70% and I'm like come on just get to the end um that's one of those that I'm convinced I'm gonna finish but I started it October November of last year so yeah, at that point you need to just start it over again right no absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> Okay, so Indy, what are your red flags, toxic traits uh, as a reader? So I also go in completely blind, like will not read reviews, will not read, I will read descriptions, but uh, I think maybe the biggest one is like my ability to tolerate just the absolute worst mm-hmm. writing of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can think of a few books that have come into work. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh I will like, actively like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still read the whole thing and still finished it. Uh, and like, it doesn't put me off of it. And I was like, that's not, I'm not reading it for the, the high quality reading or writing most of the time. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate when things are well written. Um, but it being really poorly written to the point of like strong pronouns or typos or uh, the cheesiest writing the ever. The cheesiest writing. <laughs> Tringiest. Like, cringy. How many babies did this person just have? Like, <laughs> <laughs> was it two? Was it four? Was it one? Yeah. I, Cherry <laughs> juice is one that will always stand out to me. <laughs> put up with so much. I put up with a lot. Uh, because for me, I think it's about like the act of like act of actually reading it. Mm. Because I want that like escapism yeah. and like not being in my brain. So like mm. I don't give a shit how bad it is if it gave, like gives me what I need in that moment. Uh, it's probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait. <laughs> Way to call her. I know. <laughs> um, and maybe, I don't know if this where this falls into it, but uh, the amount of times I will just turn to my husband and be like, oh my god, this thing happened. She's like, what? <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a plot point in my book. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, like, literally, there was one time I was reading a dark white shoes, um, and they killed a guy by putting him in a trash compactor, and so he got up to bed, and I stayed up reading go up to bed, and I'm like, they threw the guy in the trash compactor! And he's like, 90% of the way asleep, and he's like, what? And he's just he's like trying to figure out what happened. And I'm like, no, no, it's just my book. He's like, what the fuck? Just go to sleep. And I will do that often, where I will just like say something out loud to him as if he should know what is happening. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, thank God, now you can go talk to these people about your, your books and you don't have to... Keep commenting. <laughs> but it has to be a really good book for me to like call it out and tell them about something that's happening. Mm. It's not often that I do that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about next, like your favorite tropes and what yeah. tropes you hate? So, uh, as you can probably tell, my favorite trope is dark romance. I am obsessed with it. it is my go-to if I find a new good dark romance the more like dark and twisted the better um but i'm a big fan of like enemies to lovers high angst i just want mm-hmm. all of the angst mm-hmm. just like you will mm-hmm. uh i like love a age gap love a mm-hmm. forbidden love situation mm-hmm. um taboo sometimes depending on but yeah mm-hmm. like, give me like a, a high angst anything uh, and wide shoes. Like a dark wide shoes, high angst is like perfect. <laughs> Sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I will absolutely hard pass on amnesia and accidental pregnancy. Like actively mm-hmm. will avoid them. Yes. Uh, what about you, Stevie? Um, so I've already mentioned, but I do love sports romance. That's probably like my top trope um, or genre, if you will. Um, really any sport I do not discriminate I love (laughs) all sports and all sports romance Um, and within that 
like, or even outside of that. I really do love, like, enemies to lovers. I like that tension build, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that angst a little bit. Um, I also really enjoy, like, siblings best friend or friends to lovers, too. That's, like, a little more heartwarming to me um, if I'm in yep. the mood for that kind of thing. Um, I feel like things that I don't like, I also don't love accidental pregnancy I can like it if it's done well. There's, like, only one book that I've read that I feel like handled, like, did it well. Um, Which one's that? Those Three Little Words, or Those Three Words by Megan Quinn. The one that's in the Vancouver, it's a sports Uh, romance, obviously. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's Um, teammate's. It's also sibling's best friend or whatever, (laughs) sibling's teammate. (laughs) But... (laughs) But it's also Accidental Pregnancy. I feel like that was a book that kind of handled it well. Um, But otherwise, like, I don't love it. It's not my favorite. Uh, I really do not like siblings, like, any kind of incest. (laughs) Not about it. Not about Um, stepbrothers. Yeah. Yeah, like, step-siblings, like, (laughs) I can be okay with it. It's not my favorite, but I can be okay with it. Um... But I definitely draw a hard line at incest. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like really, really, really large age gaps, especially if it's like a really young, like still teenage FMC mm-hmm. that I can't, I can't do. Um, so don't read birthday. Girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like. I don't know if this is an automatic no for me, but it's definitely not my favorite. Would be second chance. Mm-hmm. romance like mm-hmm. again it also kind of depends on how well it's done mm-hmm. um and then you know thanks to you indy i now have a new one to add to this list which is a mommy kink <laughs> <laughs> let me be clear let me be clear <laughs> that is also a hard pass <laughs> yes you were like hell the fuck no and I was like see <laughs> so that is also on my hard pass mm-hmm. I hate that trope I have not read it but I will never read it <laughs> see I don't think it's necessarily like, the mommy kink because like I love a good daddy kink book it's not the mommy kink it's the milking lactation oh see no I think that's, I draw the line the at mommy kink for me <laughs> I just I don't oh, think I think I would like well <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's me. <laughs> I think I would like a mommy kink book if it was like a daddy kink. Mm-hmm. But mm. milking lactation is a solid, like, yeah. yeah, it's like a middle, it's like a middle mm. line for me. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm done. So, floor is all yours, Will. Wow, you had a long list. Sorry. I know that's good because it made me, it made me have some ideas too. Um, because at first I was like, you know, are there any tropes that I don't like? Yes, there are tons. <laughs> and I'm very vocal <laughs> about which tropes I like and which tropes I don't. You don't like insta-love. I don't like insta-love. I hate insta Um, I'm not a big fan of, like you, second chance romance. Um, I don't really like, um, friends to lovers because it is like way too... Like, uh, fluffy. Yeah, it's just, like, too sweet for me. Um, And the same thing with insta-love. It's just, like, too sweet. Mm -hmm. I, like, ugh, I need something. (laughs) Like, it's going to rip my heart out, you know, and put it back together. 
I also don't like billionaire trope, which is kind of interesting, but I think it's like, okay, to be honest, I think maybe I've only read one billionaire and I just didn't like it. It just felt so like the whole thing just felt so fake and not fake in a good way. Like not fake that it took me out of reality. Fake. Like I'm like, yeah, this would never happen. It's like a contemporary romance. So I kind of like, it doesn't surprise me because you really dislike very traditional gender norm. Yes. Like you do not love Mm -mm. a like, no, no. And if it's some man who has a lot of money and da da da, I'm like, Ew. Makes sense <laughs> to me. Why? I think if, if it was like reverse, almost like a reverse sure. age again. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you would like that. I, I would think, like I that. I think it's the gender role piece. It is. Know. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And that's the same thing. I've actually never read a mafia romance for like. It's kind of like the same reason. It's like, ugh. but I do have an MM mafia series mm. that I am going to get to very soon. It's been recommended to me so many times, so I'm really excited. But You're complete opposite. That give me all of the like very traditional like, gender like age gap BDSM power dynamic. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I could do that in a queer relationship, and like give me that in a queer relationship, and I'm golden. But yeah, otherwise, <laughs> I'll leave it on the floor, like push it to the side. So with that in mind, I love enemies to lovers, like a high angst enemies to lovers, like you. Um, I love a forbidden love taboo. Um, I do have actually like a few of my favorite books are step sibling books. They're like <laughs> stepbrothers. They're not, they're not blood, like no blood relation, but, um, mm-hmm. it is kind of like taboo. I love a monster romance. I read a lot of MM romance. So like all of these tropes in kind of like mm-hmm. the MM sphere, mm-hmm. I really enjoy, but for me, monster romance doesn't necessarily have to be MM. Mm. I can do MF. I think because monster romance takes me so out of reality yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. that it already takes away those like dynamics or like, I just don't, it just doesn't feel real. So I can like those. Yeah. It just, it's so different that I can do. Yeah. I can do that. And I love a monster romance. Yeah. I think that's, Love a slow burn, obviously, because I hate insta-love. I don't really like an office romance, I'd say. Probably not. I feel like office romance are always, like, enemies to lovers, but they're never, like, never true enemies to lovers. And I don't like an enemies to lovers that's not done well. Like, they have to have, it has to be intense. It has to, like, have some, like, have something there for me in order to feel like it's something. I do also like sports. Not mm-hmm. hockey specific, but I do enjoy sports. Like just having that component there. No, not sports. It has to be hot. I like. Except I did. Okay, I read like a couple others, but yeah, yeah, I like will. If I'm looking for like a fluffier book, mm-hmm. I my Kindle has a ton of its sports recommendations, but they're all like football or whatever. Right. Like mm-hmm. I have zero interest in reading those. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I'm not a sports person whatsoever, yeah. except for hockey. And mm-hmm. so mm, there has to be something really compelling about the description of. It's been interesting reading a lot of hockey romance recently because as a sports fan, like mm-hmm. hockey is probably the sport that I watch the least. Yeah. Uh, um, I forget uh, that you're a sports fan. Oh my god. Yeah. I, <laughs> wow. 
I love watching football. I love mm-hmm. watching baseball, especially live. Mm-hmm. Um, I like watching basketball. I obviously I love F one as well. <laughs> um, I do enjoy a good soccer or football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are sports that I watch more regularly than hockey though I do also enjoy mm-hmm. hockey a lot of these are sports that I grew up watching as well and had like kind of all around me um growing up so I kind of had no choice <laughs> mm-hmm. in the matter back in the day but um I do I do like watching hockey it's just probably all of the sports mm-hmm. the one that I watch the least but it's probably of all of the sports romance books like the one that I've read the most mm-hmm. which is interesting but do you want to stick with like what are our hard and soft limits do you want to go first Willa, or do you you can go first okay um so I feel like my list is not as long for this mm-hmm. um I definitely feel like hard limits for me would be like any kind of sexual abuse or like non-consent actively in it yeah actively in it it can have happened to the characters like in the past or like with and I specifically mean like between the two main characters too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it can even happen during the book I may not like let that's more of like a soft limit I guess I would say but like if it's happening between the two main Mm -hmm. characters I really yeah that's like if I'm already reading the book, mm-hmm. I won't necessarily DNF it. But if if I know that that is going to happen between the two main characters, I will not read it. Yeah, that's honestly. I mean, I know we have like so and that's different cake. than my <laughs> list of lit like yeah. icks. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in terms of limits, that's mm-hmm. kind of all that I can think of. Right Maybe now. we just combine mm-hmm. this with icks, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like an ick is different though. And I, also, like, I also would say my icks are different. Okay, like, yeah. I would consider them much different. Okay, so what yeah. are your limits? Um, <laughs> much different for me because I, um, I'm not sure. I don't have, I would say as of right now, I don't have any hard limits. I think a soft limit for me would probably be the amnesia trope. If I know that someone is going to for, forget what happened in a majority of the book... And I have to, like, they start from scratch or whatever. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that's a hard limit, even though it sounds like it. Mainly because one of my favorite books does have an amnesia trope in it. <laughs> and it was done so well that I will overlook it. And it was like, oh, my God. It made me cry. It made me, like, rip my heart out, obviously. Put it back together. And it's a series, and she's coming out with a third one this year, and I have been waiting since last year for it. So um, I'm so excited. But yeah, so that's a, definitely a soft limit, and I think that could my, be my only mm-hmm. my only uh, limit. Mm-hmm. I think I well, I definitely do avoid <laughs> most of like the traditional gender roles of mm-hmm. like an MF book. Um, so yeah, like mafia and dark romance like I anything with an alpha male yeah (laughs) yeah and I can read it some of the time Mm -hmm. I just really have to be in the mood and I think that's for all of dark romance honestly I just like really have to be in the mood because 
where like I'm always in the mood for like an angsty heavy mm. romance, but for me a dark romance is different and it mm. feels different for me. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, but I wouldn't would I consider that a limit? I'm not sure, just maybe something that like preference. Yeah, preference, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe so. What are yours, Indy? I also don't think I have any hard limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, like, a hard limit is, like, I will not ever, ever read it or touch it. Or, like, if it happens in a book, I will immediately, like, DNF it. Mm-hmm. I think accidental pregnancy or pregnancy in a book is definitely a soft limit for me. Mm-hmm. I think they're definitely, if I'm reading a book description and it talks about, like, they get pregnant, then I'm like, yeah, I'm not not looking to read that and I will intentionally avoid that book but if it comes up in a book I won't DNF a book for it and I've seen some that are well done but I will just like choose to avoid it mm-hmm. if at all possible yep. uh, Amnesia Trope may be one but I've only ever read one so I can't mm-hmm. say enough but I didn't enjoy it mm-hmm. so I would mm-hmm. maybe try it again uh, but I think like you Stevie unless it is in a dark romance and done specifically, replaying or reliving or re- enacting sexual abuse for me is like, eh, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, but agree, it has to be between the two main characters. There's, there's plenty of dark romances that I have read that have sexual violence in other ways um, that are fine for me. Um, but normally, if it's like, and I think Willow, you had a book where I was. Kind of mm-hmm. pretty yeah throughout throughout yeah mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah it would need to be done in a very particular way for mm-hmm. me to be like yeah I will read that yeah um, but I, yeah I don't think that there's any yeah mm, the mommy kink yeah yeah limit yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that I'm gonna probably add that to my soft limits as well a soft limit. Well, like, maybe a hard limit. I don't know. <laughs> I really just, like, that TikTok you sent me really threw me for a loop. <laughs> I think it also was, like, step-sibling. Yeah, it was, like, a lot of gap, things. Mommy, <laughs> lactation, all of the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds like a book I would read. Was that actually Daisy? It was. That you, oh, yeah. okay. It's funny, because at first I had seen it. Uh, in a TikTok, this tells you a lot about my TikTok algorithm, um, <laughs> where it was looking at the like ratio of daddies per book. And then so it's, <laughs> so it's like looking at um, number of ages versus like number of times daddy is used and like a bunch of different like things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daisy was like, is like really high up there. Uh, and so I was like, I'm intrigued initially. <laughs> and then and they throw in the mommy kid. Then everything else was like, oh, hard pass on everyone else. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah. Um, which is always so funny because I will like scroll on my Kindle for like book recommendations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I have read a good handful of like daddy kink books. Um, but then I have to read them carefully because I'm like, is it daddy kink? Or is it accidental pregnancy? Because oh. they both have daddy in the title. Oh. And so, like, it's like secret daddy. And I'm like, well, that oh. can be either one. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh so I go into it thinking I'm going to be, like, mm-hmm. I will go to check it out thinking it's going to be a daddy kink book. Mm-hmm. And then it's yeah. like, might also be a daddy kink book, but, like, pregnancy 
thing. I was like, fuck mm-hmm. that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's a, a funny little experience that I sometimes have in trying to find, find books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I was going to say, now that we kind of know maybe like things that we do and don't like mm-hmm. about books, like mm-hmm. how do each of us maybe kind of decide on how we're going to mm-hmm. rate a book? Mm-hmm. Both in terms of, I would say, like, overall and in terms of smut ratings yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, for overall ratings, I go a lot on vibes. Mm-hmm. So, like, what did this book give to me? Like, did it provide me with that escapism that I'm looking for? Was I invested in the story? Like, how much I like the characters? I'm really, like, a character-driven person. So mm-hmm. if I really liked the characters, I'll overlook some other things. And then just, like, how it made me feel. And so, depending on my mood, too, right, that can also vary. But that's kind of how I base, like, my overall ratings. So it is very, very subjective. In terms of smut ratings, I feel like I really base that on, like, quantity and the ratio of, like, smut to no smut and the quality of the smut as well. Because I don't want it just for the sake of it if it's written very poorly mm-hmm. i do like it to occasionally like have something to do with the plot or help move the plot <laughs> along though it doesn't have to that's not like a hard and fast rule but generally i want it to be like well written mm-hmm. like pretty descriptive and detailed versus mm-hmm. like i definitely have read some books where it's like they're very vague and you're mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't even know what's happening here mm-hmm. um so that's kind of like what I base my spice ratings on. Um, yeah. What about you, Willow? I would actually say the same for me. Like I base my like star ratings off of like vibes alone. <laughs> like how does it make me feel? Am I like thinking about it throughout the day? Do I want to pick it up? Like do I just like want to go home and all I want to do is read? Yeah. And yeah, I am also very much like a character, like I need a character-driven book. I don't need a lot of plot, I have <laughs> realized, but I need a lot of character development. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just basically like, how does it make me feel? Do I feel invested? Like, is my heart in mm-hmm. the story? Um, and if so, probably going to get a five star for me. It doesn't take a ton t- for me to give a five star, but I would say... Probably, like, an average for me is, like, a four-star. And then if I kind of liked the book, kind of was like, eh, or the writing was bad or whatever, I'll give it a three-star. I have never given a book a one-star because I will definitely DNF before it even gets to that point. Mm. I will very, I very regularly actually DNF books if I am not into them. My smut rating, similar as well. Quality and quantity I need description. I want 10, 15, 20 page <laughs> scenes. Doesn't even have to move the plot along. Like, <laughs> but it has to be well written and it can't feel repetitive. Mm-hmm. And I also base it off of like almost like kinkiness or like mm-hmm. how different is it? Yeah. Like some of my monster romance books might get a slightly higher smut mm-hmm. rating, even if the quality and quantity is the same as like in a contemporary romance just because the contemporary romance might be a little bit more vanilla and the monster romance is like elements that are elements of surprise yeah. <laughs> like there's just, tales involved yeah there's tales <laughs> yeah. involved there's like magic like there's 
Ev- yeah. I am so intrigued for you guys to read a monster romance. But yeah, so that's kind of how I decided as well. Like, yeah. Indy, what about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same, right? So very much uh, give overall star ratings based on how the vibes, how I feel. My standard go-to is like a three, right? Like you go in, nothing special. I enjoyed it while I read it, but like it didn't, will be one that I like forget as soon as I set it down, won't be able to really tell you much about it, but like it was fine. It was great. It's a three star for me. Um, I have given some, like, two. I don't think I've ever given a one star. But okay. a two is, like, I am, like, actively upset about mm-hmm. overall the book. Maybe not yeah. just, like, a point of it, but just, like, this was done poorly or I hated this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's rare. Most books are, like, a three star for me. Five is, like, this was exa- everything I needed it to be in this moment. I feel really good about it. I, like, enjoyed the experience of reading it, like, because I read dark, it's not always, like, happy and go lucky the whole time. But, like, it made me feel things. I enjoyed the journey it took me on. Mm-hmm. Um, would be a five-star. Yeah. And four-star would be, like, I enjoyed most of it. But there was, like, one maybe element in it that could have been done mm-hmm. better. Or, like, it missed just a little bit in something. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed the experience. Mm-hmm. And then, same, same, same thing as you for the smut rating was quality, quantity, but not vanilla. Yeah. Like the more not vanilla yeah. it is, the mm-hmm. higher start, like smut rating yeah. you're gonna get for me. Yeah. Uh and right, can't be like I don't the predictability of it, like I mm-hmm. want uniqueness, I want different. Yeah. I don't want it to feel like I've read the scene in right. five other books. Yeah. I want there to be mm-hmm. some like creative element to it or like mm-hmm. something unique or different. Yeah. And that because those tend to be the scenes that I remember after the book. Like I don't I remember general plot points, but I'd be like, oh, this one spicy scene. <laughs> or whatever. So if yeah. I'm reading a book and be like remembering a couple specific spicy scenes, like mm-hmm. you're gonna get a higher spice rating. Yeah. Uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so any icks you guys have, like vocabulary that mm. gets used, or like things <laughs> like, about writing. <laughs> Stevie, you are ready to go. Oh my gosh. Is your list really that long? <laughs> no, it's not that long, but I do have a list. <laughs> Um, some of these might overlap, I think, just based on past conversations. Mm. But um, I feel like calling, so especially if like an FMC calls her father <gasps> and her lover daddy. Oh my god, <laughs> yes! That's the biggest ick. Oh my god. What? Come on, what is an author? Why would you do that would you guys to your readers? Immediately, I was like, no. Immediately, no. I thought maybe it happened once. No, throughout the entire book. Why? Why do you? Yeah. So that's that's an ick for me. This is also, I think, this is an ick for me. That is not an ick for either of you. Mm -hmm. But for me, I really just cannot handle if, like, the MMC is just like. I'm going to ruin all other men for you. <laughs> no. I have that problem. No. I, to me, that just, like, takes me out of the moment so much because mm. I am just like, come on, dude. You are not. Like, mm-hmm. you are not the guy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But I would then say those are kind of, like, my language type things that are icks. I'm sure there mm-hmm. are others that I'm not thinking of. This is also like a weird kind of more grammar oriented one, but mm-hmm. I really don't like it when 
the entire book mm-hmm. is written in past tense. I'm okay with switching up tenses, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. So having past tense in a book doesn't bother me, but it's when the entire thing, even in scenarios where it doesn't make sense, is written in past tense. Yeah. That bothers me. I also feel like when it brings too much like real-world-ism mm-hmm. into it, like so if it mentions like the pandemic and stuff like that like (laughs) i just i can't um do that Mm -hmm. um have you read a romance books that that talks about i have not i don't know but you have have, right yeah yeah so i read a sci-fi book that mentioned the pandemic i can tell you what it was but i know i read a book and it was like talking about to like orient it in Mm, time to give context to what was going on yeah 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 so i wouldn't that to me is an ick yeah um and then the other two that I have are based on, like, spicy scenes. So, like, mm. anytime it's, like, a fade to black mm. or telling and not showing, mm. uh, mm. that is also, like, an ick for me. I don't love it. That's all. Yeah. Well, I feel like those, for me, are more of, like, I don't know. I didn't include them in my icks. I feel like it's more writing style. Mm. Like... Like when they don't, when they're not really descriptive of the sex scenes or they're just like mm-hmm. a paragraph. Right. And it's just like, what even was that? Usually I'm already not a fan of the writing style of mm. the writer. And so, I mean, at that point I should have DNF the book. Like <laughs> I'm thinking of one in particular, I gave it a two star or something and it was just, oh my gosh, I cannot do bad writing. Like poor writing pulls me out of a book. Like I know you can do it, Indy. Oh my God. It pulls me out of a book so fast. But I didn't, I don't know if to, to include that in, maybe it's even a soft limit. Like, I don't, know to, I don't even know how to categorize that. But that for me, like, sometimes I can even feel it in the first, like, five to ten pages. Mm. If the writing's bad, or, like, if there's something that I don't like about the writing, complete, like, DNF. What's the worst thing, though, is if I don't notice until, like, 50% oh. through. And I'm like, oh, this is really bothering me. And then it's like, do I just DNF this book after 200 pages or do I suck it up and read another 200 pages? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes it difficult. But my actual book eggs, one is kind of like a little bit maybe odd, but I have noticed it in the past few weeks actually is like really bad nicknames mm-hmm. either for like partners or friends really. Oh my God. It really bothers me. Like I was reading a book a few weeks ago and one of the main characters was calling his friend like a nerd or something like that. It was like a nerd or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I, I just didn't like the nickname. And every time it really bothered me. But okay. So another one within the same thing is when they call their like significant other, either girlfriend or boyfriend, like as their name, like, oh. Hey girlfriend, Hey wife, Hey husband, Hey boyfriend. I don't like that. I don't know why. It's pretty specific, um, but it came up recently Mm. for me. Oh my God. A book ick that I will never get over is when instead of saying like, hey, do you want to fuck or do you want to have sex? They say, make love to me. (laughs) (laughs) The phrase make love. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hate it so much. And I'm going to talk about a book this author in every single one of the books that I've read by him he will never say anything other than make love to me oh my God. and he'll say it in inner like 
monologue dialogue and out loud. Oh, they say it out loud no. to each other. And that, oh my God, yeah. I, I really hate that. It makes me like cringe. It makes me like throw up in my mouth a little bit. I just like really don't like it. So those are my two book eggs. Okay. I can think of another one for you. Oh yeah? Multiple epilogues. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am not an epilogue girly. I time jump. So you hate time jump? I okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Why can you think of my book things better than I can? Yeah, I don't like time jumps within books. I actually just read a book that like it's like one scene and then the next page is like a few weeks have gone by, a few months have gone by, and like wraps it up in like a couple of sentences. I'm like, no. I need every single day accounted for <laughs> and written out. Like, can't you can't skip months. Like, you can't skip weeks. I don't like that. Especially because I live for, like, the dynamics between the two main characters. And then I feel like you miss so much. And then, but then they, they go back to the two characters and it's like you never miss anything at all. Oh, so I'm yeah. like, okay, did these few weeks actually happen? Did they never see each other? Like, mm -hmm. what was the dynamic there? Like, I need to know. And then I also, <laughs> I also don't like, what was the other one that you said? Epilogues, multiple epilogues is, a, is, is bothersome to me. Mm -hmm. If I would say the sweet spot for me for an epilogue is between maybe like six months to a year. A year is max, I would say in an epilogue. <clears throat> if you're going any farther than a year, if you're going five years out, what are you doing to me? I don't need to know where the characters are in five years. I'm living in the moment. If they're five years from now, married with children, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know. You can have the proposal, maybe the wedding in the epilogue. Nothing more. Certainly no pregnancy. Certainly no children. This shocks me because you are such a character-driven person. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, it could end it. They could end right at the end of the book with no epilogue and I'd be happy. I'd be happy. Some, some authors even have the audacity to write a second ep epilogue and release it mo many months after they've published the book and people will go feral over them. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to read that. Get it away from me. So you're correct. Two epilogues is my worst nightmare, especially. Not only do they have that six to one year timeline, they have that like two year, three or four. Five. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for bringing those Every up. Every <laughs> time I, I did not ever notice it until the first time you mentioned it. And now it keeps coming up and I keep finding books or reading books that have them. Yeah. Every time there is one, I just like always want to text you and be like, it's another one. It's another one. So I genuinely did not ever notice. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really funny. I would say the only time that I can do two epilogues is if it's from... Each POV. Yeah, each mm -hmm. POV within the same timeline. I really do like that, especially mm -hmm. if throughout mm -hmm. the book is, it's dual POV. I think one of my exes in general, I don't like a single POV book. Mm -hmm. I need multiple POVs. Yeah. There's a few that I've read that are single, which is fine. And like I think there's some that like the plot needs it, like Pen Cow. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Right, like that could not have been a multiple. Right. Mm -mm. But generally speaking, like, I want all, I was like, yeah. all, since I read so many white shoes, all <laughs> POVs, mm -hmm. or I just read one where it was white shoes, but only some of the characters. There was, like, one oh. of the MMCs didn't get 
Oh, that's hard. Yeah. And the author was like, oh, I just, like, that character never spoke to me. I never, like, felt his voice. I'm like, what? well, then why did you have him in here? Yeah. yeah. I, I need all the POVs. Yeah. Uh, is one. Uh, I don't have many icks. Some of mine are just, like, vocab mm. choices. Um, but a big, like, oh, another arching one is I need my spicy scenes to be, like, anatomically possible Mm. And, like, believable. I need to be able to picture what's happening in my brain. It can't just be, like, this is put there. Of Like, but how? Like, this other body part we're getting. Yeah. But I need it explained to mm-hmm. me so that I can, like, know what's happening. And I think mm-hmm. that's maybe part of what gets in my way for fantasy and, mm-hmm. like, paranormal, <laughs> like, monster. It's, like, this is unrealistic. And so mm. I, I need the rest of my book to be unrealistic but I want my spicy scenes to be realistic like mm. none of that uh and then I hate mm, asterisk I hate an alpha MMC unless it's in a dark romance mm-hmm. mm. but like high like I read a ton of billionaire and I don't mm. mind that maybe because the billionaire romance for me is it still feels so <laughs> out of the norm yeah but like right I cannot do like a high controlling manipulative alpha mm-hmm. MMC in a contemporary romance. Mm-hmm. And then the word cream oh. <laughs> in spicy scenes. No. No. Um, folds is another one. Oh, yeah. Or folds. Mm-mm. I just no. don't think I noticed that. No. Because so those those aren't standing out to me. Mm-mm. Cream is the one that really was like, I can't do that. Folds is like, I don't love it, but yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know what I would rather. Like, there's only so I many know. ways you can yeah. describe it. But cream was mm-hmm. the one. And then Stevie reminded me of cherry juice. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Add that to my list of icks as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, cherry juice to refer to virgin blood. Oh my god. I think I have to add, like, excessive importance on virginity as like mm. an ick or mm. trope I don't like too. This is reminding me. Mm. Like an MMC who's I don't like, mind I... if the character is a virgin. Okay. That's whatever. But if it's like especially if it's like a younger FMC and it's like you are special because you are or a virgin, like I feel or... so the MMC is like I feel so possessive yeah of, because, because of that to do this exactly thing. yeah and and especially if it's like you are better than other girls because oh, of mm-hmm. that type of thing I, yeah. I like I just mm-hmm. don't love that mm-hmm. um yeah I think that is probably an ick for me if it's yeah. like especially if like the first time they're having sex it's like Oh my god, I can't believe this is the first time that you're ever doing this. It's like, okay, get over it. That that tracks for me with your, I'm gonna ruin other men for you. Yeah. Those who give off same vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why, yeah, you wouldn't like both of those. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but I can see that. I would say the same for me. Yeah. Especially if the guys like, like if they kind of like each other or whatever the dynamic is, and she really wants like s- something to happen between them, and he's like, 
no, like, I don't want to ruin you or like, oh, yeah. oh no, I can't. You're so, you're too innocent. Whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we talk a little bit about like what the structure yeah. of this podcast is going to be and mm-hmm. what to expect? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the name of our podcast is The Trope Room, as you can probably see. So as that would suggest, we're going to be talking about different romance, money romance novels, um, and we're kind of dividing up into tropes. Within each trope, we're going to have three episodes per trope, and we'll use those episodes to talk about our hits and misses within that trope and genre, different reviews, um, as well as AI-generated content, which I am especially excited for. I think that'll be interesting. So Yeah, so we'll each bring kind of our own spicy scenes mm-hmm. that we have generated within the trope. We're trying to ground it in mm-hmm. the trope um, and potentially inspired by quotes from books oh, yes. mm-hmm. uh, of the trope if mm-hmm. we made it that far. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome at the trope room anytime. Come along as we explore the romance tropes that we love and love to hate. See you next time where we dive further into the hockey trope.